Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football and the realistic next step for the Cougars. The next level journey starts with the Logie takeover to No, on all seriousness, it starts on Saturday. UNLV head coach Bobby Houck joins us live. Plus, Luke Worthington of BYU Hoops on playing great defense and looking fresh while doing it. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, November 12th, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who can break down the theory of relativity in a whole new light. Boom. Yes, Brian I can. Logan. I saw, I saw Interstellar, so I can. Twice. <laughs> Twice. It was that good. Wow. And we just landed on a comet. We're doing good things. Wherever and however you dialed in, great to have you with us. I need to follow up in two different areas with you, Brian. Okay. You commit to do some interesting things on this show. First of all, if we got 50 retweets from a show we did, I think it was last week, you said uh-huh. you would run 20 miles. Have, oh, you, yeah. have you run 20 miles, hey, Brian? You know, you know, I was going to start that this week. I was, no, no, I, this, was, this was the plan. You can go back. You can rewind the tape. You can, re, you can rewind the tape, and you can hear that I said I was going to start this week. However, ladies and gentlemen, my son, he broke his tibia. So oh. I, it's, been, it's been hard. To, my, you know, my wife's back in school, so she's, you know, doing online classes and taking tests and quizzes. And he acted like, Take him everywhere. Like he's like, I want to go get a drink. I want to go to the bathroom. I have to like carry him everywhere. So, you know, it's it's hard right now. So once he gets healthy, I should be able to to do that. I can go during lunchtime, maybe, but I don't know. That's I, terrible. I'm I'm sincerely sorry to hear that about Leighton. He's honestly, the it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. I just said it because I, I thought people would <laughs> give me the sympathy card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Brian's playing the sympathy card. Now there are some people out there that are like. Yeah, Brian, but that's not your leg, bro. I know, Get it I done! know, right? I know. It's just you know, it's a three-year-old. He broke, you know, broke his tibia. Run with Leighton, your arms. I know. I know. He's like hobbling and like crawling. <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like a mummy, like a zombie. Oh. I know, poor guy. Poor guy. Okay, well, uh, the sympathy card is out there. The second thing I need to follow up with is you have been called out by Blaine Fowler oh, man. in this bicep battle. I, you know what? I wore this this small, extra small shirt on purpose <laughs> today, and my wife was like, you know, just to show, just to flex. You can get a little one in between, so you can you can still see it a little bit in between, you know, the ja- the jacket that I have on. But I was kind of sad because my wife was like, it's going to be thirty degrees, and I'm like, oh man, I can't I can't show off my biceps. But you know what? I've, I've been challenged. But I don't think it's a challenge though. I'm just trying. I'm trying to help him out. You know, that's, that's why I sent the tweets. That, you know, I'm trying to do some service for you, Uncle B. So, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good competition, though, because it's getting me motivated. It's getting me back in the gym. And then I'll go ahead and run my, my 20 miles as well. But these guns, man, I've lost so much weight. But not the guns, though. The guns, the guns have still stayed locked and loaded. A <laughs> little bit of thunder. We need, we need to get both little of you bit on of lightning. Set. Which one do you want, Uncle B? <laughs> You want the thunder or do you want the lightning? Uncle, the right or the left? Uncle B? Uncle Blaine, that's what I call him. Uncle. Oh, that's fantastic. He taught me how to tie a tie and, you know, <laughs> he's a pretty good mentor to me, so I call him Uncle B. We need to get you both on family. set. Family. He's my fan. And, like, an official measurement from, like, the BYU athletic training staff. I know. I do, I, do, I, do like, I do like the idea of, you know, one inch, you know, gaining one inch. So I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. I've, I've already been helped with my son picking him up, up and down. I'm like, come, come on. 
Come on. Yeah. You want to go over here? Yes. Give me some bicep workout in. I'm good to go. Now you just need to run 20 miles. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Start it off with today's Twitter question, which is, what is the realistic next step for the BYU football program? Logan, take over. How do the Cougars <laughs> go next level? First tweet in from at Eric Biggert, and this is brilliant. Functional ankles. <laughs> <laughs> True. That would certainly help. Yes, that would help. At PWOwner1019 says 10 wins or more. And we'll talk in yes. length about that very number coming up in just a moment. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Taking the next step. We talked all about BYU's soon-to-be 10 consecutive bowl game streak. Ten years in a row, only a handful of teams in FBS are doing that. Less than 10%, I believe, as we discussed yesterday. However, that's not the goal for BYU football anymore, clearly because they're doing that consistently. Well, this season, what is the next step? It starts with an N and ends with an I. <laughs> Nine wins, okay? Despite injuries, Brian, Nine wins. How do you not look at that with everything that's happened, the team decimated by injuries, and think, okay, I respect that. Man, I I respect it. I believe in miracles. I can do anything I set my mind to if that that happens. I think they very well can do it. I mean, you look at UNLV, you look at Savannah State. Crush both of those teams. Yes, yes, not even an issue. But then Cal, you know, is the bowl game before the bowl game. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so you, 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 you play Cal. You have to win, obviously. Then you obviously you win your bowl game. So, you know, the next step for this program, for this or of this team right now, this season is to win out. Win out. I don't care if you win by one point or if you win by half point. I don't care if you win by point three of a point. Just win out. That, that is the next step. Win out. Nine wins. Get to nine wins. Bronco Mendenhall has the chance with his team to finish on a five-game win streak. That's a very lofty goal. His pillars, and we're talking about as new seasons begin, have always been 10 wins, a bowl game win. He's 6-3 and in his nine bowl games, by the way, and finish ranked in the top 25. I'm going to add to that in both polls, okay? Not just one poll or the other, not right at number 25 in one, Mm -hmm. but it finished ranked in both polls. Last year, Bronco once again established the standards he has for BYU football. I think 10, uh, 10 wins. We're probably a top 25 team, which is to me the minimum threshold from a ranking standpoint that uh, I'd like to be every year. And so nine gets us knocking at the door um, of the top 25, which again is uh, a reasonable statistic for BYU and place to be. Minimum threshold. Emphasis on minimum. Goals. Goals, yes. Top 25, but he wants more than that, clearly. Here's the crazy thing. It's been a while since BYU has accomplished all three of Broncos' pillars, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five. Five years since BYU football hit on all three program pillars. Brandon Bradley. Sorry, he wore number five. I'm sorry. (laughs) 2009. Well, some of you are saying, hey, what about 2011? Didn't BYU finish 
ranked top in the top 25 and win 10 games? Yes. Nope. But they didn't finish ranked in the AP top 25, and they were in the coaches' poll right at number 25 after the Armed Forces Bowl win because USC was ineligible to be ranked in that poll because of their sanctions. Yeah, so... So that one has an asterisk. So it doesn't really count. We don't really count that. Both polls legitimately ranked 10 or 11 wins. You have to go back to 2009 with my man, Brian Logan. Yes. And a win over Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. You know, these, these, these pillars here is, is great, right? And I, I, think, I, think, I think this is a high standard. It's, hard, it's very hard to do the 10 wins. I think naturally you win, you win 10 games in the season and you're going to be ranked top 25, right? Kind of like what, what, what Bronco said. Uh, and then obviously you win a bowl game. But I, I think this sets you up for something much bigger if you can accomplish this, you know, for the next few years. Uh, and, and so I, I heard the discussion with you guys yesterday and the fans being upset and saying, yeah. And I understand because it's almost like, what t- well, take us to the next level, right? Let, let's go to the next level. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the 10 bowl game appearances. But at the same time, Let's get that next level. And the next level, when you look at these, uh, these pillars here, right, uh, you're looking at 10 wins, right? You're looking at finishing the top 25 and then obviously the, winning the bowl game. Yes. And so what this is going to do for you, if you are to move forward, you're building your national brand, especially in independence. It's so important because you're not really playing for a conference, right? So it's kind of like, oh, well, you have to go undefeated. And I don't think you have to go undefeated to still be relevant. But if you are hitting these three pillars here, 10 wins, top 25, you're in that conversation. So you're building your brand and you're, and you're getting some votes from coaches. Uh, and then, obviously, it's going to help you with, with recruiting, right? Because you, you become that household name, that brand, and bring along the ESPN contract, yes. the blackout uniforms that you're going to see on Saturday. And, and then it starts to, be, to really just improve the, the program as a whole. Uh, but it, most importantly, I think it really starts – it helps out with the recruiting to take the, the, the wins to the next level, going against some bigger schools like the Nebraskas, the, the Notre Dames. Michigan. The Michigans. And now those 10 wins become a lot more better? Yeah. Realis- it's more realistic. Relevant. The key right? word, the key word there, Brian, is in independence. BYU has done the 10-win thing. They've done the finish in the top 25 thing. Yep. And winning bowl games in a conference, the Mountain West. Yes. But they yes. have not done it in independence. And so that, my friends, is the realistic next level for BYU. Playing new schedules, tougher teams on the road, Texas, Michigan, Nebraska, Boise State, Wisconsin. Okay, win 10 games as an independent and then... You will start Man, to get noticed. That, that is the up, next level. That opens up everything. You become the prom queen. Do you, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? Hey, you know you're going to open up your locker and balloons are going to fly out. Hey, do you want to join my conference? Do you want to? Jo- you're going to have people begging for you because of that national recognition, because you're, you're still relevant in that conversation. And so with me, I would say, look, I would have. I would be okay with nine wins if if you won a, a conference championship and then you were in a a, a relevant bowl, right? A, a big bowl. Or I'd say I would say big like New Year's Six, but a relevant bowl, and you had a quality opponent. Maybe maybe you were top fifteen and you played a top twenty five opponent. 
I would be okay with that with the conference champ, champ, uh, uh, opportunity, but you don't have that opportunity as an independent. And so you do don't, what you do have to fall back on are these program goals. And so, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, national championship, playoffs. Undefeated. Oh, I want it all. Rain it back. I want it all. Rain it back. Okay. Win 10 games. Finish ranked in both polls at a minimum of 25 in both polls and win a bowl game. That is how you go next level for yes. BYU in independence. And again, some of you say 2011, they were independent. They won 10 games there. No. Nope. Okay. They finished 25 because of USC's sanctions. How do we go next level on BYU Sports Nation every day? Win. <laughs> how do you qualify how a win you- on BYU Sports Nation? I don't know. How do we win right now? Twitter. Yep. Logan take over. Twitter I was, machine. I, that's what I wanted to hear. Logan take over. <laughs> <laughs> it's Twitter time. What is the realistic next step for the BYU football game? With the upcoming schedules, we believe it's 10 wins, finishing top 25 in independence at Max J. Isaacson. Stop worrying about what could have been. Just play and make happen what can be. Be mm. the best you can be. Hashtag do it. Mm. Hashtag preach. Love it. Finish the season on a five-game win streak. Win nine games. That's one more than you won the last two seasons, and you've been decimated by injuries. Yes. I will, res- Man, I respect what BYU wants to do still, given everything that has happened. At Tiankum86, conference affiliation, group of five access, greater than BYU's access, I like the AAC if the Big 12 doesn't come calling. There is this growing number of fans, Brian, that are like, uh, if we're not going to get a Power 5 conference, let's just let's get in a conference. Just get in I don't one. care. We'll go back to the Mountain West. To, to me, I like it. I like it. I like it because that's the old school Boise State formula. Play all these cupcake teams that we're going to whoop and then have that one signature win be a top 15, maybe top 10 team, and then go to a New Year's Six Bowl. I'll be satisfied with that in a Mountain West Conference. Yes, I will. See, and I'm pro-independence. Just win. Go next level. Win 10 games in independence and finish ranked. The big guy is up next. Luke Worthington. BYU Sports Nation continues. BYU Sports Station is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Also, BYU basketball season yes. opener on Friday against Long Beach State, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain you know, I dunk, Time. Right? You just said you can dunk? I used to. <laughs> Okay, how many of you believe that Brian Logan can dunk a basketball? You hear my story, at man. At one point I got, or another, that's how I got a scholarship to San Diego State. I dunked. I dunked it. Okay, trampolines it, don't count, dude. No, man, it was a real ball. It might have been a women's ball, though, to give me a, a couple of inches. <laughs> give me an inch of inches. You want to watch people that can actually dunk? BYU basketball will be on live Friday on BYU TV <laughs> against Long Beach State, opening the season. That will be followed by BYU women's volleyball as they near what they hope was a WCC title at 7:30 Mountain, 9:30 Eastern. Back-to-back doubleheader on BYU TV on Friday. What is the realistic? An emphasis on realistic next step for the BYU football program. That is our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, another guy that can actually dunk a basketball. I have witnessed it with my own eyes. Luke Worthington of BYU. What's up, Luke? Luke. What's up? 
bringing the swag, dude. Okay, well, let's yeah. talk about the uh, the Green Bay Packers hat. I'm I'm guessing that that was a calculated move on your part to support your hometown team. Yeah, well, there are a couple of reasons. So I woke up um, not too long ago, <laughs> um, and uh, and my hair was a little all over the place, and I had to, I had to look through my options of hats, and I said, you know. We're coming off a big-time win for Packer Nation, so I decided I'd throw it on. I mean, I still have my BYU stuff. Sure. I'm still yeah. repping our school, but at the same time, you know. Rep the home state. Yeah, beat a, down on the Bears. What's so. up, Mequon, Wisconsin? That's, yeah. how you, that's how you change it up a little bit. You still represent your school, you know, and then you throw on the hat or, you know, maybe have a backpack or something, whatever the case is. Yes, Phone sir. case, right? Yeah. Speaking of football, uh, so I, I found out you were being – at high school, you were being recruited uh, yep. to play football. Yep. Uh BYU and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, why in the world would you <laughs> play basketball over football? I, I just, I just don't understand your logic. Uh, I mean, some people have their sport, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Brian. I just, yeah, I was just always a baller. So it, it, you know, you could be truthful because you, yeah. you're six ten, right? So you, well, yeah. you'd be, you'd be a lineman. Yeah, I'd be a big lineman. So yeah. you, I understand because linemen don't really get the glory. So not I would, as much glory. On the I line. would choose, yeah. I would choose basketball too if I was going to be a lineman. Yeah. But what about like tight end? You say, hey, coach, like, I could be yeah. tight end or receiver. <laughs> I mean, get a few 16. catches. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. True. No, I thought about it. And, I mean, it was a football school, and so that's where all the football recruiting came from in my high school. Um, but then once basketball opportunity started rolling in, that's kind of the route I went. But, yeah, I don't know if my coach trusted me enough, my hands enough. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he needed me on the line, so that's that's kind of where I was at, and that's where I was recruited. So Luke Worthington of BYU Basketball on BYU Sports Nation, sophomore forward center. Let's talk about your smoothness factor, Luke. I've heard that word to describe you a couple of times this year because you got a new haircut, you got that <laughs> that baby hook. What what is more smooth, your new style hook shot in the paint or your haircut? Um, I mean, I didn't think my hair changed too much. I try and keep it um, to who I am uh, anyway. But I think my game is, and you hear this kind of stuff a lot. I think my game is kind of taking a step because of just the experience. I mean, I feel a lot more comfortable on the floor and. Uh, maybe as cheesy as it sounds, getting under those lights, it, it does change things and it sure. makes you play a little faster. And so now that I'm uh, a little more experienced, I'm more comfortable down there and I feel like I'm able to make easier plays for my teammates. So Maybe it's not that new of a hairstyle. Maybe yeah. we're just noticing it more because Kyle Collinsworth yeah. has uh, kind yeah. of done your style. And... There's a lot of guys trying to change it up, trying to get, a, <laughs> trying to get their hair right. Is that because of you? I don't know. They try to copy know. the swag, man. Yeah, don't, maybe, let them, don't let them maybe. copy the swag. You know, no. I wouldn't let. I would. I wouldn't let. I would let Spencer do a little part. I wouldn't uh-huh. let Jerem. Jerem, I wouldn't yeah. let Jerem do it. No, yeah. no, not Jerem. No, no. <laughs> no Jerem, I wouldn't. Uh-uh. I need to ask you about your, your profile. You your profile picture for this yeah. year's uh, basketball team with the with the glasses. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I figured why not make it a tradition. I mean, I got quite a bit of attention after I <laughs> after I threw on glasses and a bow tie. I didn't think it was that obscure, but once I looked at everyone else's and they were so clean cut with their normal tie and everything, I was like, wow, maybe I am kind of different. Yeah. So I <laughs> I figured why not throw on a different pair of glasses, a new bow tie, and keep it. Listen, keep it I need you to put these trend, on right the now. These ones, yeah, put on the blue goggles. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> these. These probably, look, you? These probably look real good. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, go- the goggle effect. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian's going to take a selfie on set. Oh, Brian. Okay, I'm going to okay. t- tweet it. Tweet I'm going to tweet this. Brian's tweeting out <laughs> the tweet huge blue goggles that Blue just put on, <laughs> along with our, our normal size ones. Good. <laughs> Let's preview Long Beach State, Luke. A new season begins. Two exhibitions yeah. out of the way. What do you know about your first opponent? 
Um, well, actually, we're going to get on that scout a lot today. We did a little bit yesterday just to brush up so we could go through practice and kind of get the vibe of that mm -hmm. team. Um, but we will go through scout a lot more um, today, so I'll actually know a lot more following today's practice. But anyway, um, they're a good team. Uh, they, they made the tournament last year. They're, yep. They've got a lot of talent. Um, these these first two games, these first two exhibition games we played, um, they these guys ran their system really well. Um, maybe not as talented, a little lower level of players or a lo little lower recruited, um, but they definitely ran their stuff well. And um, with this team, it's almost a new vibe where there's a lot of talent and not as much of a system. I mean, they're all just trying to kind of look to score, and obviously they're going to get into their sets and do whatever else they need to do. They're a basketball team, and they know what yeah. they're doing. Um, but yeah, they uh, they're definitely a talented team. BYU has shown like this, I guess, renowned effort in terms of on-ball pressure on defense. Through the two exhibition games, like the first thing I noticed was, wow, they're really pressuring up high, forcing Seattle Pacific to run their offense near the half-court line, created 22 turnovers, 15 steals. They're exhibition games, but that's a decent Seattle Pacific team. I think yeah. as a Division II squad, they're better than some Division I teams. Mm -hmm. They beat Arizona last year. So I'm a big proponent of what you did against them, but how much does the team take from your accomplishments on defense in those two exhibitions? Um, we felt really good about our ball pressure. That was one thing we came into halftime saying we were doing well and that we needed to keep doing. Um, we definitely have emphasized a lot of different defensive principles, and we're trying to simplify them. So we, almost, we have these little things we call defensive cues, and so everybody knows what they are. Everybody knows what they want to be doing. Um, you know, we're little basketball terms. We're up the line. We're two feet outside the lane. We got all these little short phrases that we say to each other again and again. So we do them right. Um, because sometimes you know what you're supposed to do, but you don't think about it fast enough. So when, when coach Pope introduced those new short defensive cues, it really helped us to conceptualize and do it out on the floor. So is it just the cues that have helped you guys out or, or has the physical, uh, play and practice changed as well? Uh, both. Uh, I think it's been really physical this year. We got, we got some big guys, um, some guys who are hitting the weight room in the off season. And so everyone's a little stronger, a little faster. Um, I mean, last year, obviously you didn't have any seniors and you got a lot there. That, that's a big part of it too. You got these seniors who they know this is, this is the last time. So yeah. they're out yeah. there every day, putting it out there on the line and it makes everyone else play harder. It's a good vibe. How, how is it, how challenging is it knowing that Coach Rose said, hey, coming into this season, we want to have a stronger emphasis on defense, and, you know, we got to be stronger. How how hard is it for you to, to say, okay, let me step up my game defensively but not get into foul trouble? Uh, that, that is a tough line to draw, uh, especially with um, the different refs you encounter because it changes throughout the season. I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. you go into your non-conference and you have some kind of refs, yep. and you go into your conference play and you have different refs. Um, and the calls change significantly. Um, <laughs> that reaction? Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. yeah, the calls change significantly. Um, so you want to be physical, but not too physical, and you have to be physical at certain times, and you kind of have to – you almost have to play the refs as, as much as you're playing your opponent. Um, yeah. you, you have to kind of know what they're trying to call, and it's been tough in these exhibition games because you're playing that maybe that less talented group of guys who mm. – um, aren't as physically capable, and so you kind of yeah. have to – I mean, it's something you have to kind of dance around. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we laugh at the way that you kind of scoffed at the – because it's different yeah. between – depending on the referees. That yeah. are there. The West Coast Conference was, was a tough challenge. And in a move mm -hmm. of brilliance, Dave Rose utilized you and Eric Mika to try and, like, mm -hmm. beat the system last mm -hmm. year, if yeah. you will. What was that like for you? Uh, hey, you're a freshman. 
go start. Yeah, it was and, and try not to foul people too much uh, yeah. because they're calling fouls like <laughs> left and right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome, and it, and it was almost I was almost a reliever kind. I would come in the beginning. Um, and maybe pick up that first foul or two fouls um, within the first five minutes because you knew they were quick on the whistle. Um, and it was, I mean, it was awesome for me. I got to start, I don't know, I think about three games yeah, were three there games. at the end. And um, it, it was really fun. And we, like, were, we were playing Aaron right. Mika's stunt double. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much. You have a, a great relationship with Eric, and he's on a mission now in Italy. Do you have separation anxiety from from Eric? <laughs> no, it's okay. We, it's okay if you are. You uh, can, maybe you a won't little judge bit. here. Yeah, this is no judge. Yeah. Dude. This is no judge zone right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're both married, so no. you know we we have we have sensitive hearts. Yeah. So don't worry. No, love that guy. Miss that guy. Um, but we email. I email him. I try every week. Sometimes I miss a week, um, but I email him about every week, and he's doing well. And as long as we're as long as we're talking, you know. He's not never too far, so he's uh, he's doing well out there, and that's the good news. You two put together some dynamic performances, especially on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. Who is the mastermind behind those? Uh, I think it was Split. I mean, I don't know which mm. ones you're talking about, but <laughs> so many. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a lot of back and forth, whether it was singing, dancing, or um, <laughs> tweeting at each other, making fun of each other. We've got, we've got a few guys who are that same kind of vibe this year, so it won't go away. So, so, we'll, so when, we, when, we, when will we expect to see some more of those? <laughs> Probably when we get in season and we start trashing and bagging on each other a little bit more. <laughs> this is just a guess, but uh, I would speculate that Chase Fisher will mm-hmm. somehow be involved in yes, some of this. Yeah. He's involved in the off the social media aspect of it, he's always trying to push people's buttons. Um, <laughs> and then once it comes to getting on social media, I'll try and, you know, I don't know who, I'll take stabs at anybody. I don't care if it's Ty or Kyle or any of those guys. You've got to keep them honest, right? Yeah, got to. yeah, for sure. Luke, we need you to sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Tradition we have for all of our in-studio guests. We wish you the best of luck against Long Beach State as the Cougars begin again. And, uh, yeah, keep the style rocking, man. Will do. I'll try my best. Go Pack Go. (laughs) Go Pack Go. Up next on BYU Sports Station, back to football. We're live with UNLV head coach Bobby Houck. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Resetting today's trending topics, BYU football. How do they go next level? Brian and I say, well, they need to win 10 games, hit all of the pillars, finish in the top 25, and win a bowl game in Independence. The Cougars have yet to do that. Congratulations to BYU women's soccer, Jen Rockwood, co-coach of the year, Ashley Hatch, co-co-player of the year, and Annie Amos, defender of the year. I think the biggest thing with that, I think what we we should have touched on more, was being consistent with that. So hitting that a couple of years, not just once, and then going away for three years, and then coming back and hitting it again. Doing it two to three times consistently will really, really help with that brand and that recognition. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, the head coach of the UNLV Rebels, Bobby Houck, in his fifth year in charge of that UNLV program. Coach, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Great to have you with us. Uh, you t- speaking of programs on the rise, you took UNLV to a bowl game last year, uh, created a lot of excitement in Las Vegas, have encountered some struggles this year, much like BYU. I mean, the Cougars have seen their fair share of difficulties. For UNLV football, what has been the biggest struggle that you have faced this year, Coach? Well, you know, they have more wins than we do, so we shouldn't be, be too, uh, 
uh, comparative there. We've <laughs> we've cratered a little bit from a, from a high of uh, seven wins and winning five in the conference last year. But we uh, we're, we're a little bit like them. We've had a lot of injuries and and a lot of uh, casualties in terms of guys we were counting on uh, not being out there for us for a good part of the year and. It's always something that you you struggle with and you have to fight through, and it's easy to say next man up, but uh, you know, particularly for us, the next man up isn't as good as the uh, as the guy in front of him, or he'd have been there. So we we've had to deal with some of that, and we just have not played very well uh, for stretches of games, and it's it's ended up costing us. We haven't been able to get over the hump and win. Yeah, it's definitely definitely always difficult when you when you face uh, adversity and, and, and the injury bug. Um, Coach, I, I was the last te- uh, a part of the team to, to play UNLV in 2010 um, for a while. And it, it was always just a, a sense of a, a small rivalry um, with, with UNLV. It was a, a, an opponent that we were very familiar with. Um, with with the, 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 the absence of, of the, these two teams playing, it, has the perception changed at all with, with how you guys view BYU as a program? Uh, you know, it's interesting not being in the in the same conference and not playing every year. You know, those things definitely go away. The the guys on our team don't have uh, really any familiarity with it. Um, we, you know, I, I was that was my first year here. We were uh, we, we were not a very good football team, as you remember, and and uh, played a lot of true freshmen. And in fact, we played like. I don't know, whatever it was, 14 true freshmen that game. Yep. We started six or seven of them. By the time they were juniors, they were all beat out. That's uh, that's that's where we were <laughs> at the time. So we've upgraded a little bit in terms of our, our stature and our ability level. And uh, But in terms of the, the teams knowing each other, uh, there's not much of that right now. But BYU has a strong, you know, there's a large Mormon population in, in Las Vegas, and, and uh, BYU has a lot of followers down here. I would be remiss to not bring up the relationship that you have established with Bronco Mendenhall as you, again, renew this uh, Rebels and Cougars rivalry. Coach, how did you first meet Bronco, and when did that uh, football relationship really begin to blossom? Well, Bronco and I uh, worked together uh, at Northern Arizona back in the in the mid-'90s when we both were kind of getting into the business, and... Uh, you know, really enjoyed. Uh, I, I really, I hope you would say the same thing. But I really enjoyed uh, working with Bronco every day, and uh, I just think he's a tremendous coach and a tremendous guy. And I think BYU is really lucky to have him. And uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, you know we're both pretty uh, focused on what we're doing. So it's not like we uh, spend a lot of time. We, neither one of us are phone guys. So we don't spend a lot of time <laughs> on the phone, but we get a chance to catch up here and there. And and then. Uh, uh, Bronco's wife, Holly, and I, we were all in college together at uh, the University of Montana, and she is a, uh, a, a wonderful lady, and uh, so we have, we have strong ties to the Mendenhalls. Coach, does that just make you want to win that much more when you face Bronco <laughs> Mendenhall, just for bragging rights? You know, you don't see, see him every, every so often. You don't talk to him, but when you do, you can kind of rub that in his face like, yeah, dude, beat you twice now. But, <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, – this is such a, a people business, and it's a it's a tight circle, and you know, in in coaching, who the good guys are, and so uh, when you're when you have a chance to beat uh, uh, one of your friends, 
you feel you feel bad for them, and you know who the good guys are, and so you cheer for the good guys week in and week out. And so there's always a little bit of rub there. You you do like to beat your have a chance to win and and beat your buddies, but in, when it comes down to the end of it, uh, you don't like seeing your friends lose. Right. Coach Bobby Kauk, uh the head coach of the UNLV Rebels, joining BYU Sports Nation right now. Coach, uh, it's been mentioned a few times uh, by some of the people here in our building and through some of the BYU fan base that you look like Bronco Mendenhall. That you, that you guys, you know, might be long, hey, long lost now, brothers. Hey, Bronco Mendenhall is not half as good looking as I am. <laughs> he, 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 he can coach me into the he can out coach me into the dirt, but he is not half as good. I, I won't accept that. Nice, nice. Yeah, fair Shots fired, like, don't, don't. And we love it. Disrespect me, BYU Sports. That's what Coach said. Don't disrespect me, guys. Now you gotta, you gotta remember. I said he can, he can, he can out coach me right into the ground, but but I, I, can't, I can't accept the fact that he's as good looking as I am. <laughs> I love the honesty. That is great. That is great. Oh, Coach, you talked yesterday about uh, the type of quarterback that Christian Stewart is, and. Uh, He's different than Taysom Hill, no doubt about it. He's a mobile gunslinger. Taysom is the true dual threat. Which quarterback is more difficult to prepare for from a coaching standpoint? Well, you know, it's hard for me to to answer the question uh, in regard to uh, to Hill, just because you know we haven't spent any time on that. Yeah, uh, you know, we caught some of that film and. You know some of the night games on TV on Thursday nights and Friday nights cut pieces of those, and obviously he's a a darn good football player. But uh, uh, I like Stewart. I, I think he's a good player. I think he he uh, uh, my initial impression on him uh, watching it on Sunday was that he throws it well. And then uh, the other thing that uh, as the week has worn on, uh, I'm impressed with his running ability. So you know it's nice when you've got a guy like. Uh, like Christian, that can come in and and uh, be a good player for you in that role, and uh, you know, obviously, when that time comes, it's vitally important. And I think he's done a nice job. Yeah, because we we've really seen Christian evolve these past few weeks, just as a as a pocket passer. Been really impressed with him. Um, what are some of the things that you you guys have to do to stop him uh, this this week? Well, you know, quarterbacks generally play well when the guys around them play well. Right. And they, they tend to get uh, a lot of the focus, but when they're when they're having good games, um, you know the guys around them are playing well. And you know, I, I uh, uh, you know BYU's got a, a, a good looking physic. They're a very physical football team on both sides of the ball. Um, they like to play. Uh, you know, just uh, the matchups in terms of they've got a big mature team, and you know we've just got we've got to play well. We've got to get on in terms of stopping them. We've got to control our gaps and get off blocks and make plays and, you know, all those things that teams do that win games. And, you know, they're going to try their hardest not to let us do that. And, and uh, you know, they've got the ability to, to beat people has been evidenced. The head coach of the UNLV Rebels football team, Bobby Houck, on BYU Sports Nation. Much like Christian Stewart, Blake Decker is a kid that uh, went on an LDS mission, was a JUCO transfer, and now he's getting his shot for UNLV. What kind of a quarterback is Blake, and what does he do to help your team? Well, Blake's uh, uh, similar to, to Christian. He's a, he's a mobile guy, uh, throws a nice ball, uh, is still a little bit, I would say, in the infancy of his development in terms of you know being a well-rounded uh guy that understands everything about the game but he's he's grown through the year and 
Uh, he, he's had a little. He's been a little up and down at times, but when he's good, he's pretty dang good. Fair enough. And and the thing is, I think BYU they're particularly interested in Blake because at one point he was at BYU and now he's at UNLV. Have you talked to him at all about uh, the transition and the up and downs that he's gone through in his football career? And if so, what can you tell us? Yeah, you know, you know, we're kind of more just focused on what he's got to do to try to help his team have a chance, and you know, we're going to have to play darn near perfect. Um, to have a chance in that game on Saturday evening, and, and certainly he's going to have to play darn near perfect to give us a chance. Coach, it's, it's supposed to be cold and, and snowy and rainy from what I've, I've been told. Um, how have you guys prepared for, for the weather with such beautiful sunshine that you guys get down there? <laughs> well, I've, I've got a lot of pull, so I've, uh, I've brought in some bad weather for practice today. <laughs> I don't know what you do. We talk about it, and we'll have the We'll have the we 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 have to face the facts. You know, I was at Montana, and we always felt like we had an advantage. We got people up there in November and December that were not cold weather guys, and you know, coming down here, it's it's, it's an accepted fact. We've got warm weather guys, and uh, we we won at Air Force last year in, in frigid temperatures, but before that, uh, it had uh, been since something like 1974, or 1978, since UNLV had won a game below freezing t- below 32 degrees. So. Uh, UNLV historically has not responded uh, very well to the cold weather, just in terms of record. So uh, it's going to be there, and, and we have to either deal with it or not. And that, that kind of comes down to the individual uh, uh, shutting it off and, and being mentally tough. Coach, Devontae Boyd and Devontae David are two outstanding receivers for the UNLV football program, so we see a lot of attention being paid to them, and rightfully so. Who is the player on your team that is balling, but doesn't receive a whole lot of attention that BYU Sports Nation should be aware of on Saturday. Well, we have a we have a couple of uh, offensive linemen that are playing very well, and and uh, obviously no one knows any of their names at any at any of the schools. In fact, I would almost yeah, you guys probably know. I was going to say I challenge you two to name off the uh, starting lineup for BYU. <laughs> they're, they're nameless. They don't want our accolades, and frankly, they just uh, they want to go to work, and that's the way our guys are too. But uh, Brett Boyko. Uh, he's played left tackle for us uh, since he was a freshman, and he's now moved in because of injury. Uh, he's had to play some guard for us, and he, he's a terrific, uh, terrific football player. Coach, we will extend your greetings to Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, probably leave out the fact that you said that you were better looking than oh, him. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> no, You can, I'm you can tell him, but just say, look, he's, 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 he makes up for by, by being a far better coach. You have to make sure you tell him. <laughs> And, Don't uh, just throw me in the street. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'll say the first part. I won't say the last part. I'll make sure. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make sure Bronco sends you, <laughs> sends a message your way, whether it be on the phone or email or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> awesome, guys. Hey, I, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, look forward to seeing you Saturday. All right, coach. All right, coach. We'll coach. see you on Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Bobby Halk of the UNLV Rebels in his fifth season, coming off a season where he took that team to a bowl game, seven wins, won five games in the Mountain West. He was a world beater at Montana. You could take my team, you could take my wins, you could take my bowl game, but you can't take my looks. Nope, it's one thing I'm fighting for, my looks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the West Coast Conference Women's Golfer of the Month. Yep, she's really good. 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. You are watching us in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV alongside Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton. Join BYU TV on Friday night for a doubleheader of sports awesomeness. It starts with the men's basketball opener against Long Beach State, followed by BYU women's volleyball taking on San Diego at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain. Are you in those? I am. I will be sidelining the men's basketball game. And man. then sprinting to the Smithfield house to call the women's Don't volleyball. Don't pull a game. hammy, man. Don't pull a hammy. Make sure you stretch. You know, get some pickle juice and some bananas in you the night before. Actually, I think research shows that it's two days before. So two days before. Two days know. before. Yep. So now. So now. So yep. today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pickle juice and bananas. Bananas. You know, gotta eat good, sleep good. I think you'll be good, man. You run like a four <laughs> seven, right? <laughs> I'll give you a four or five. I'll give, it, I'll give you a four or five. I'll give hey, you a listen, five. I was fast at one point in my life, a little long time ago, but I was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. I love you, man. Joining, <laughs> joining BYU Sports Nation right now, the West Coast Conference Women's Golfer of the Month, Leah Garner. And Leah, I'm going to start this off with a tweet from at Coach Russell <laughs> underscore 25. Leah Garner, today's guest, currently leads the country for, for most birdies made Mm. we're in the works of putting together a golf challenge between byu athletics and recruiting against byu sports nation we've got an open spot we do can can you help us out leah (laughs) with the birdies yes yeah Yeah, join our team yeah yeah let's do it (laughs) there's no rules on who can be on the team no we want the wcc golf of the month no there's no limitations man it's just show up show up give me your roster show up and then and perform let's so, play let's do it, let's do we, it. we can recruit better than you yes <laughs> yeah. what did it mean to you to win uh that prestigious award um player of month yeah yeah it was awesome um the conference is really good there's a lot of great players in there with gonzaga and pepperdine so a lot of top golfers there so i'm just privileged to be able to get that award so it's great so you know when you win as an athlete when you win these type of awards um does that ever get you to think like Man, I really am good. I really can <laughs> play and start really thinking about maybe next level opportunities. Yeah, no, for sure it does. You start thinking, it gives you a lot of confidence for yeah. me. So I kind of think, oh, whatever, this is golf. Like, not a big deal, really. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> but, yeah, let's be honest. In Utah, with the weather conditions, it's really cold right now. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your game in top form during the winter months? Yeah, so we just put on lots of layers go out there like we've been having practice so today we're going out and playing it's like 30 degrees right now so put on a lot of layers beanie everything so we do that and we also travel to like st george where it's warmer and then we also go into the ipf and in indoor football field so oh, I, I so we remember that. that i remember i was <laughs> yeah? i remember training for my pro day and going in there and just you know, running sprints and everything like that, and you have to watch out for golf balls. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, like, I almost hit someone one time. It, yes. was that, it, like, went up super high, hit, like, the top, and, like, banged over to, like, a football player. I'm Dude, like, I'm it's, sorry. It's real. It's, <laughs> man, you guys should yeah. be more careful. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm messing with you. I know, I know, I know it's your time. But it's a real what, thing. What the, what the layers, isn't it going to be, isn't it hard to, like, move? Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of helps sometimes. It constricts your swing where, oh. like, you can only go back that far. Your arms where, can't flail as yeah, much. Yeah, like, and... it's less room for air there. <laughs> that, that's the, that's so, the secret. Maybe right just, there. like, bundle up, yeah. That's an optimistic yeah. outlook. Okay, and let, we don't have outstanding golfers on the show all that often, so we're going to take I advantage am, of this. I am. Oh. I, I putt-putt, though. Oh, putt-putt. Yeah. Sweet. Whenever you want to, you know, 
learn some 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 tips for oh okay <laughs> let's go let's go uh you know oh, we got the, we got the I'm golf i'm not good cart. at mini golf but yeah that's what i mean we got the golf cart here so we could just drive you know oh, me yeah. and spencer could take you we can drive the golf cart's it's, it's, it's real you got to watch out for the kids <laughs> running around with diapers on really? and you know it's 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 exciting but i got you i got you okay. we, can, we can swap tips okay yeah, yeah. okay i actually want to get better yeah. <laughs> oh okay. do you so, not so what's what's the one <laughs> he just knows tip. he can't beat me oh wow What's the one tip that you would give all amateur golfers that that could take two or three strokes off their game? Yeah, um, I just say hit the hit the ball, have confidence, and confidence. Like, confidence. I feel if you believe you can do it, then chances are you're gonna hit a good shot. Really, the funny yeah. thing is, people Swing are like, yeah, I, I can do this, and I can tell myself, yeah, I'm confident <laughs> I can hit the ball. But like, you stand over the ball, and you're, you're like, like mm, this is gonna be really bad. Just that's, hit the ball. Make sure you I, swing your why, target. That's why I beat him all the time. In oh my goodness. He's just like, oh no, I yeah. really can't do this. Now in putt putt. Oh, this needs to happen. Let's issue another challenge. You got the bicep battle going with Blaine Fowler and running 20 miles. Let's go play putt-putt, Brian. Let's do it, man. Okay. (laughs) I will will take you down. We can run run over there. I can complete my miles. (laughs) You can be the witness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. With golf being such an individual sport, obviously, you Mm -hmm. have your individual goals. But what are the team goals for the BYU program? Like, we've been talking about taking BYU football next level. Mm -hmm. How does BYU women's golf go next level? Yeah, well, this is my third year being on the team. And the team has been getting better each year. And we're all working real hard to... Um, accomplish our goals and just to play the best that we can and we want to do well at conference we want to win a conference championship so that's our goal right now how close are you to establishing and reaching that goal of of competing for and winning a conference championship really good we're playing a lot better this year and Pepperdine and Gonzaga they're probably the top ones right now but we have a chance to come in and play our best and Give them a run for their money. It's so. always the girls oh, in Malibu. Oh. <laughs> always, no. right? Come on. <laughs> they got the warm, that warm weather. Yeah. You, with with you, you've 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 accomplished so much so far. I mean, most birdies and and got the the monthly award. Mm-hmm. Where do you see your personal goals going to the next level? Yes, um, I want to continue playing well in college. I want to win a couple more tournaments. So I've only won one, but so I want to keep going with that. But I also, after school, I want to try to become professional. So go to Q school and yes. try something there, see if I can make something happen. Okay, so you want you want to play on the LPGA yes, Tour? Yes, I do. Yes. So Believe yeah. it and achieve it. Confidence. Yeah, right? heck yeah. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to test your knowledge here of the LPGA Uh-oh. Tour. Can you name the tournament where the champion jumps into Poppy's Pond. Oh, no. I should know. I don't watch too much of it. <laughs> Tell me. What is it? The only reason I know is because I covered it for three oh, years. Oh, did you? Okay, see, the I'm advantage. It's the Kraft Nabisco oh, Championship. Right. And they jump in with their caddy yes. after they win that. It's a major. It's one of the four yes, LPGA yes. He only tries to, He only competes when he has an advantage. <laughs> yeah, right? Saying, so. See, I could throw some questions. Yeah, no. see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm cowering. I'm cowering now. Like, oh. Okay, yeah. Now you you win the stat off. I'm sure within the, oh, the okay. game of golf overall. <laughs> okay, but I I wish you the best as uh, you approach Thank the you. LPGA you know ambitions and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully one day you get a chance to compete in the Craft Nabisco yeah, Championship. Thank you. Yeah. Leah, awesome. before you go, would you mind signing our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag? Yeah, for sure. Not often we get two signatures in the same. Yeah, I know, game. right? We got Luke Williamson <laughs> earlier. Man, and Leah. That's got to be some good, started some good karma, right? Yeah. Hey, don't be stealing that either, dude, okay? Hey, I also brought you something. Got a golf? Oh, we got oh, some swag. I got a golf ball here. Ooh, she got nice. us some swag. You don't have a golf ball out here, no, we so don't. I feel now like we do. you need Thank to. Thank you. Leah Garner. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Station, The Whip. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Glad to have you with us. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan from Studio B. 
other headlines today that we have not mentioned. BYU basketball signing day. The Cougars are going to bring in another high-profile newbie out of the prep ranks. Not official yet. We'll let you know when it is. We do know this much. Three return missionaries coming back, oh, by the way, to add to a huge roster already. Nick Emery finishing up his mission in Germany. Mm -hmm. Jacob Hartsock, younger brother of Noah. Mm -hmm. Corey Calvert. Oh, and fourth. That's a four. Mm -hmm. And Jacob Shaw. So four return missionaries coming back to join the BYU basketball program. Yeah, for BYU women's soccer. A couple awards. So Coach uh, Jen Rockwood, co-coach of the year in the WCC. Ashley Hatch. Co-player of the year. What's up with all these co's? I don't know. It's a, that's a soccer thing, man. It's, it's, it's just Jen's coach of the year. We're just going to say that. And Ashley, Ashley's player of the year. Player, player of the year, co-player of the year. I don't, man. See, that's the thing. You got ties and buttons and whatnot, and I just want to win or loss. Like, you either are the player of the year or you're not a player of the year. We're, it's, well, we're going we're gonna to designate it in favor of the BYU athletes. No, it, I, I, I like it, though. I like it. That's good recognition for, for the team. Annie Amos, individually all by her lonesome, won the Defender of the Year. <laughs> so, and that is factual. There is no co-Defender of the Year. No, no, no. It's also right. BYU Baseball Signing Day, and that brings us to our Dexter and Dexter Rise and Shout. Help we need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to that trio of women's soccer, Jen Rockwood, Ashley Hatch, and Annie Amos. That is domination. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. West Coast Conference champs ranked. 12 wins, one loss, one tie in their last 14. And now they're on the road to face the third best Pac-12 team to start the NCAA tournament. I wish I had In, fr- in frigid Boulder? I mean, with the Come likelihood on, of playing man. at North Carolina in the second round. Hey, congratulations for being awesome what, in the West Coast Conference. What in the world? Here is the group of death in the NCAA Come tournament. Come man. Come on. Terrible. Killing me, Smalls. You are killing me. That's You're said. killing me. That said, Brian, hey, go win, right? Go win. Go win. Go win. Make doubters believers. Hashtag MDB. What's the realistic next step for BYU football? Use the hashtag BYUSN to keep your responses coming in. Thanks to Bobby Houck, Luke Worthington, and all of our guests, Leah Garner. It was a loaded show. Brian Logan. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you too, Jordan, for being gone. <laughs> <laughs> the show on demand on BYUSportsStation.com and on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. We're back tomorrow.